Yeah. What we got? Coach, two quick questions on the Evans touchdown. First, yeah. was it a play call or an audible? On the 75-yard yes. touchdown, it was a play call. Um, and it was a great read by the quarterback. You know, he's he's got his cues on that play, um, took it through a perfect ball. Mike ran a perfect route, something we've been stressing all year uh, with the guys, very similar to Rock Jarrett's catch against the Niners, you know, just having the discipline of footwork there. Um, so, I mean, we were we were really stoked about that play. And we started into my second question. Peter yeah. said beforehand that he wasn't the primary but the safety rolled to one high. Yeah. How nice is it to your quarterback to get making those post snap reads? Yo, that's that's the design of it, you know. And so again, you know, we try to, you know, put our best guys in the spots, and then, you know, based on what the defense does, you know, the ball finds our guys. And um, again, just the execution and really, you know, getting being able to really test Mike's legs out on that uh, play right there, and he showed he could finish. And what a fantastic, you know, dive right there to have the presence of mind to keep that foot in bounds. I mean, how close was it that they didn't even call it a touchdown? Um, but yeah, we were we were uh, we were thrilled about that. What about being able to get Chris Godwin a little win in there too? Because yeah. he's a guy we really didn't see targeted in that yeah. game. We know he's dealing with a neck injury and, and that's yeah. play on guys. So for him to be able to make an impact, a timely impact, when he did with that trick play. What a huge reminder for me, right? The guy's just magic with the ball, and so I have to do a better job. I, I come up here and say it every week. Um, and, you know, I'm not satisfied with, you know, how we're using Chris in our offense. He's a huge part of what we do. Um, and, uh, again, just, just speaking to that point, you know, just um, a lot of our – a lot of the ways we get the ball quick and touches, you know, has been going a lot to, uh, to Trey and to DT, you know. And so some of those things that are designed to them, like Chris, he's averaging about 10 yards when we get him the ball behind the line of scrimmage on things that he's done well in the past. So I got to be – I got I got to be more aware of spreading those types of touches out because he does have such a knack with the ball after the catch. Where do you fall on the assertion that Todd Bowles had that uh, the reason he had zero catches is because he was in and out of the game because of he was nicked up? Well, I mean, just the numbers show like 82% of the snaps, that's a full load. You know, I think we had uh, reinforcements ready because he was on the injury reports working through some things um, throughout the week. And so we had David Moore, Ryan Miller ready, prepared and ready to go to just see what happened. But to Chris's credit, you know, he just, he prepared his body. He prepared his mind right. He stayed focused and engaged throughout the practices as we were working some of those things. And then it's just a stud on game day, you know, and, and, uh, and battled through it and still, you know, he had the one opportunity to make a play, and he did. You know, so again, just back back to my point, knowing that I can trust that. You know, uh, throughout the season, that he'll work through things and still be available for us in a big way as we need him. He hasn't run the ball a lot in his career. That was just the second rushing touchdown. Is that a wrinkle that, that you'd like to see more of in using him? Yeah, that'd be great. I mean, we had the one in Buffalo. I think he got 11 on it, and then um, and then that one. You know, he took it all the way to the house. So. Um, just another another thing for me, another piece of the puzzle that we can say, okay, when we got Mike and Chris out there with two tight ends, there's some other cool things we can do with the run game for Chris, as well as the quick screen stuff that I know that all of you are used to seeing um, to get him going. Coach, what about involving uh, Chris Godwin down the field? Yeah. Uh, he has eight targets uh, of more than 20, 20 or more yards, yeah. but has zero catches. Yeah. Well, Mike Evans has done so much of his damage down the field. Yeah. What can you say about maybe getting him involved in that aspect? I think it's a chemistry thing. Um, there were a couple of shots early on in the season, you know, with, with just Baker, just the media you factor, Baker throwing to Chris, seeing how he wins, how he holds his surface, you know, the, the angles that he takes on those. That's something that we have to continue to improve to find ways to get that done. I mean, some near misses, you know, balls out of bounds, 
a little bit just out of his reach and stuff like that. So. Game has improved as of late. Uh, you're yeah. able to close the game out with a big run from oh, Rashad. Uh, what's your credit to just what's been working and finding success? Yeah, um, Goody, Joe, Skip, John Van Dam, Coach Moore, Jordan Somerville. You know, those are the primary run pod guys that um, try to make sure that we're getting the right combinations against the right fronts, having answers for what if they do this, what if they do that, and just becoming us as a run game. So um, those guys have done a fantastic job um, giving us variety. You know, some of our runs have been static, you know, but we do have our gun runs that give us a little bit of options outside. Um, and I just, I'm, I can't be more thrilled with the direction that we're going there. And then you're just seeing really a lot of improved fundamental play from a group that now has games upon games, stacking together the communications, all those, the verbal and nonverbal you know, the, the physical communication within a combo that happens um, as you commit yourself to continue to try to run the ball. So um, love where we're headed, Rashad, uh, Chase, all the guys just continue to learn where these runs hit and having patience with it. Yeah, this is a, you've done this a lot as an assistant, but your first chance as a coordinator, yeah. as a play caller, to go against a divisional opponent for the second time when yeah. you have a, a game this year of how they handled your offense. Yeah. Is that a fun thing, or what is that like to, to anticipate the counter moves that they're going to make as well? Yeah, I think it's really important after we play them the first time to kind of go back through what wasn't called that we liked first and foremost, and then the things we thought we liked, how did they counter it? How did they take those things away or wish we would have had this pass on this situation? Uh, wish we would have started off with these types of runs um, in the game early on as we as we kind of you know learn how they're how they're playing it and how they're hitting their combos. So that's kind of how we approach it there is, is what can we carry over and then what can we build off of what we did the first time. And I thought they had, I thought they played a fantastic game against us. You know, we had a couple of big runs come out, come away from us because of holding calls that Rashad had. Um, and then we were just, as you guys remember, you know, early in the season, we were a little bit sloppy with the cadence and with alignments and things like that. Things we've cleaned up for the most part. Um, it's not been perfect, but a lot of those things, a young group just kind of coming and playing cleaner ball um, will help us be more efficient this time. But um, yeah, I really respect the job that uh, that Coach Nielsen did just defending us in that game um, and really making it hard for us to run the ball. So you had a vote for most improved from week one. Who would it be? Cody Mock, for sure. I would say, I would say Cody Mock, um, you know, just being thrown into the fire, you know, and um, just kind of battling his way like we've talked about before, um, working through the issues. But I think there's, there's a depth to his person that he doesn't get shaken. You know, where a lot of times you get a rookie and all of a sudden they start losing confidence. You start thinking about, should we be playing a veteran in this spot, you know? And I just saw him stay steady. He's got that just that hard work ethic. Um, and he's just a really even killed guy. Um, so, and he's really smart, you know? So to see him process those things, but not over process it to the point where it was crippling to his performance. Um, I'm, I can't be more proud of the progress he's made. Yeah. Is that where you kind of, I mean, you mentioned it before, San Francisco, you really stepped up. Yeah. What, what do you think clicked there for him? Uh, I mean, first and foremost, just his fundamentals, uh, his footwork and his hand placement, where he puts his helmet at. You know, I saw him really take a leap in that game. And then for him to have success against a great player uh, in Armstead, you know, um, will do a lot for your confidence. Um, and we've had similar situations in Seattle with J.R. Sweezy getting going from D-line to offense and his first career starts against Darnell Dockett from the Arizona Cardinals in his prime, you know, just a monster three technique. And 
Um, but again, the same type of character with him, with Cody, was just being able to work through those things, stay on the course, and just keep improving weekly to the point where he became a really good player in, a, in an offensive line that took us to the championship the following year. So um, I, love, I love the fact that Cody's able to do that. Dave, can you just, one last thing on Goblin, could yeah. you just clarify, like, yeah. you know, his wife went on social media and yeah. took some shots at, you know, the head coach. Yeah. We have never heard him complain yeah. in the media. Is, has he been unhappy with his targets, or was that just from his wife? Or? I, well, he and I had a great conversation. I like to keep, you know, most of that, you know, it, between us, you know, but I think the one thing that I can share is we share equal frustration with this thing, you know, and the excitement that I had coming into this season. Now, by no means has he not been productive. You know, last game was obviously I got to do a way better job being able to get him involved in a game like that with the matchups we had. Um, but, you know, he's he's still getting targets. He's still in the in the 50s and receptions, you know, and um, he's a big part of what we do, you know. And if you if you compare that across the league versus for other number two receivers, like he's still get he's still a part of big part of what we do. I just I would love to see more because I know there's a there's that great player that all of you have seen firsthand, and I want to make that come to life for us to just help us on what our goal is to win this division, um, and to set ourselves up long term. So how much of injuries taking a bite out of him though? I know you weren't here yeah. last year, or previous to his, to his injuries, but he is fighting through like a lot of guys. Yeah, and you don't see the separation with him and all the analytics that people keep. You know, I think that Chris wins in his own way. The the bottom line with Chris is. He's such a strong catcher. He just needs a surface, and he's consistently doing that, setting guys up, making himself available. And again, talking about the you know just the play of offense in general for the quarterback. You know, by no means am I going to go into this game and say Baker, you got to force this ball into Chris. I want Baker to see the shell. I want him to see the matchup. I want him to take it all in and take the ball where he feels the most confident about what the look tells him to do. You know. Um, so that's kind of something I just wanted to share with all of you is, is um, I can't go do the other thing and try to start forcing balls to guys. I want this, the system in the offense to continue to grow and fit in that way. I hope that answers it. Yeah, his pass production, too. I mean, yeah. he was in a slot mostly yeah. playing with Tom Brady, who, I mean, you go through the list of slot receivers he's utilized. Yeah. The production's come down a bit, but yeah. that's to be expected with the move to be outside. Yeah, so, I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll talk to that, too. So if you really talk about, like, first and second down, when we have multiple tight end sets, that's going to put Chris outside a lot. Why? Because there are two best receivers. Chris and Mike are our two best guys. We do have some slot combos, but we love getting these matchups. And we take a look at these weeks, and we see, okay, they got these two corners, okay? Where's my matchups at? Well, I love to take advantage of it in 12 with Chris out there. So that's where a lot of the outside, but if you do look at how we play Chris on third down, how we play him in the red zone, he ends up in the slot quite a bit, whether the letter on the, on the picture says Z or F, which is traditionally the slot letter for us in our offense. We put him in there. We try to utilize him inside to get those matchups. He's always a physical matchup on whatever nickel DB or safety they put inside. So, um, but I think just the volume of how much he's out there too, he's going to end up outside some as well, you know. So, um, and the challenge too is like, I want to continue to just challenge him and push him also as he grows as an outside receiver to be able to be that big reliable target out there as well. And okay. yeah, go ahead. No, uh, Baker Mayfield said something interesting Sunday night. Yeah. He said he was glad. One reason he was glad Evans got the record. He didn't want to be the guy who broke Evans' record. He didn't want to be responsible. 
I'm not saying Baker's forcing anything, right. but maybe in the back of his mind, he's paying more attention to Evans than Godwin. Everybody in the stadium, right? Us, the defense, you know, Baker. I mean, you look at some of the, the catches that Mike has made for us this year. It's just um, that's an understanding that we all have, you know, and I think that if, you know, 12 targets for Mike, you know, that's that's a really good day for us, you know, and I've always kind of, you know, even when I was in Seattle, but now here I go, guys, whenever we ha have Chris or Mike running full speed after the catch, we did our job because we, we designed a play that attacks a certain defense. And if they're screaming and running afterwards, that was a really cool design. So I think I think we're all, you know, tied into where's Mike at, you know, um, the whole football world is, you know, so um, I don't think there's anything wrong with saying that. Um, but again, I, I would love to get Chris going in a real way. You know, we're just giving him new toys to play with. That's all. So I mean, he's run every route you can think of in the route tree. Um, and, you know, talking about, you know, what, what they did before, you know, in the past game that was so prolific here, you know, with the Bucks, and, you know, just trying to give him some different things um, in our play pass game that they might not have had uh, before or some of the RPOs that wasn't really big around here. So those are some of the cool things that um, he really just showed, like he's got a whole other part of his game that he can do. So, um I love what he's been doing, you know, with that. And, and he'll tell you, he'll be the first one to tell you, too, like he's still learning some of these routes and the details of how to do it. And that seam route, the 75-yarder, was like classic point to that right there of him just kind of buying into the depth of it, you know, the footwork of it, the surface coming out of it and all that stuff. So I'm glad it happened for us. Is there any area in particular that he's really improved on that you've seen this year? I mean, uh, he was a guy that didn't have a lot of yak in years past, and so yeah. every year we talked to him, that was always kind of been a goal for him. And I, the play kind of was yeah, I mean, that, that may be, you know, I wasn't here before, so I don't have all of those things banked in my memory, but um, I do see him just having a plan after the catch, you know, and having that free hand ready to break tackles. So. Coach, you yeah. talked about where um, Cody has, has improved a lot from week yeah. one to week 14. Kind of curious how you think you've improved what you've learned yeah. in the course of the season as a play caller. Appreciate you asking that. Good. Um, so, like, the cool part about my job is I get to watch around the league and learn from a bunch of really experienced play callers. Um, and so for me, it's like every week is a lesson, you know, and we play, we play the Falcons the first time. We got a little bit over a minute left. I throw the ball three times and give them a chance to go back down and get a field goal. You know, um, we've made gains in that regard, you know, in terms of just clock management. Can I, can I sneak in a run or a screen right here and still be able to function without being in, in a hurry up? So that's kind of one of the ways is just balancing some of those known past situations, whether it's a draw or a screen, uh, some of those things there. Um, and then also just like being able to be disciplined for myself on when we do have a big play designed for a specific coverage, not to get so excited that I'll prematurely call it in a place it doesn't quite fit, you know, and really being patient for those 70% or better type of situations um, to attack the coverage. So that's one place I think for sure for me. And then, and then of course, just, you know, dealing with all the other things that come with this job, you know, and um, dealing with, you know, the, you know, different conversations, different pressures and all that, and being able to like take it all in and, and really just get myself back to the basics of, okay, but fundamentally we can still just improve here and having that type of discipline, so. How about pressure of this game because yeah. you know you've been building building yeah but there's no more tomorrow sort of you know with, with no the doubt. way it is with Atlanta and this division even you're still alive yeah so what what is this week of preparation like with your players in terms of understanding that um, gravity of that hopefully I've conveyed to them the gravity of preseason one throughout 
Um, that's just the way I was raised, the way I was trained under Pete was every game is a championship opportunity. And I truly believe that. Um, I, was, I was just as nervous before any of our preseason games as I was last week, knowing how big that game was for us for a lot of different reasons, you know. And what I don't want is for guys to go, hey, but it's the Falcons, so now we really got to go. Because then what does that say about the rest of our preparation, all the hard work that the coaching staff and the players have put into all the other games? They all matter. And I know that's cliche, but um, hoping that we can convey that to our group is like, Let's always be preparing like it's a championship opportunity so when they come, we're right up on it. We're playing for the division championship every single week here. It's nothing new for them um, that they can wear that load comfortably, you know, and still continue to do our work and, and stay focused on a day-to-day -day basis. What's your message to the team last week? Message to the team? No different. We're, we're, our goal is 1-0, and and we're in pursuit of the division championship. And it's the same, it's the same MO. How are we going to do that? By taking care of the ball by having great effort and playing smart and having answers for different things that they do. And if we can just stay focused on that, you know, and trying to convince the guys, you know, we've had a couple of turnovers, you know, um, and even in the last Falcons game, we had two, you know, but if we can really focus on having the right play design, then it does help minimize those, in, those interceptions or those fumbles because every, it's a leverage game, you know, and so if you haven't won by leverage on the route, can we go to the next one? For the run game, if we run it into bad leverage, the running back's in peril, you know. So um, I think just keep staying uh, consistent on some of those principles so that the guys can feel this is the consistency I want you to know you can expect from us, from, from myself, and from our staff. Good. Thank you all. All right, appreciate it.